Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, but as for the criminal, we just don't give a shit. Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail created by us, your bartenders. Hey guys, it's Tabitha. And I'm Katie. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Are you getting your turkey ready? Putting those yams on your table? You know what I hear goes best in gravy? What's that? Human bones. <laughs> Big bone. Bones. Who doesn't like a little cannibalism with their Thanksgiving dinner, huh? Uncle Bill, can you please pass the liver? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If you haven't guessed yet or you haven't read the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer. The American serial killer, sex offender, and cannibalist who was active between 1978 and 1991. Jeffrey Dahmer is one of the most, if not the most, well-known serial killers. Um, He's just, you know, unlike most serial killers. Why? Because he ate people? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's that. Um, And he also changed his M.O. pretty often. He killed outside of his race, which was very um, uncommon. By, um, because he was attracted to those outside of his race. And there isn't a whole lot of evidence of one specific horrific event in his childhood. Um, you know, like when we've talked about people in the past, they're like, my gosh, they witnessed their sister getting raped. Or this they got happen. raped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, plus I think cannibalism is just one of those things that's like super terrifying. Like, I mean, he had a freaking scary altar of skulls yeah. in his living room. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. So he was hella cool. No, just kidding. Is it wrong if I say this that I'm not one of those girls that like serial killers, but he was kind of slightly attractive in his arrest photo. Okay, so he was. Should I edit that out? Pretty good looking. No, no. I mean, we could be real. Like, there's people who are good looking that you know aren't serial killers, but are also like you know awful. There was one um, video. It was a family video that his parents were recording him on Thanksgiving. This is after he already started eating people. And they're like, oh, you look really good. Have you been working out? And he's like, oh, I've just been eating McDonald's. (laughs) I was like, you mean McDonald's workers? (laughs) No, he means like Jack McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, but I mean, like, he was pretty ripped, so... Yeah, uh, that's true. He was doing weightlifting yeah. in high school and stuff. He yeah. was, uh, everyone's heard of Dahmer. And I'm not going to lie. So growing up, I always thought Dahmer was part of the Donner party because I knew the Donner <laughs> party were cannibalists. And I remember hearing as a little kid that Jeffrey Dahmer was a cannibal. And so I just assumed it was the same group. Totally different. <laughs> but what a coincidence. 
This is a, a different kind of party. Jeffrey Dahmer would have been the life of the Donner party for sure. <laughs> he would have been uh, the leading the way. He would have been leading the way, paving He's the way. He's the one who's like, so, uh, um, we're all out here and it's cold. We're pretty hungry. What if we just, uh, ate that guy? And they're all, what? He's all, huh. <laughs> and then they all ate him. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you haven't been oh, eating man. people this whole time? <laughs> He's like eating a leg, and they're all, "Where'd you get that?" And he's all, uh, <laughs> "Jack McDonald." Jack McDonald. <laughs> so dumb. Oh boy. Oh. So man. I think this is going to be part one of a three-part series, maybe a four-part series, but at least a three-part series because there is just too much to talk about with Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Uh, and since he was an alcoholic, we figured instead of concocting our own recipe that we would just drink some of Jeffrey's favorites. So, tonight... Get us in the mood. Get us in the mood. <laughs> Dahmer mood. Dahmer mood. How fitting. Uh, we are going to be drinking his favorite beer. Well, one of his favorite beers. He had two favorite beers, both from Milwaukee, which is where this story is going to be taking place for the most part. Uh, he drank Miller and Pla- uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, or like the cool hipsters call it, PBR. So, me uh, crack that open there. Got my PBR ready to go. Oh, grow just out as delicious my, uh, as I remember it from beer pong. And... <laughs> grow out my mustache oh. now, or my beanie. <laughs> yeah, all the kid. I you know I went. I lived. Well, we both lived in Long Beach for a while. Yeah. And I lived in like the hipster neighborhood. And everyone drank PBR. I remember going to bars and they'd have like PBR specials, like dollar PBR night. And I'm like, if only you knew that was Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite beer. <laughs> maybe it, we wouldn't be selling it for a dollar. Yeah, maybe it should be all. much more expensive, huh? <laughs> from uh, I mean, Milwaukee. I think a lot of alcohol yeah. from Milwaukee, though. There's nothing else to do in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> we got Milwaukee, we got PBR, and we got cheese. And I'm doing a very terrible Milwaukee accent. I know. And we got cheese. I don't know. Is oh, it like Canadian? Like, oh, don't you know? You betcha. Oh, don't, don't you know. know? We drink PBR, don't you know? All right, let's get st- Well, <laughs> let's drink this PBR. <laughs> yeah, we'll drink that. Um, and so, you know, even though we don't have a recipe for tonight's episode, um, you have to, I mean, you know, you'll have to, but please follow us on our Instagram, please, <laughs> at Crimes and Cocktails, um, at Crimes and Cocktails, and if you'd like to support us, you could find us on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Crimes and Cocktails. Um, thank you to all of our patrons that have stuck with us. Um, <laughs> it's been a month. Eight whole episodes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for not canceling. I guess, no, it is eight episodes, yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I'm pretty happy I don't have to take a shot this week, uh, because... It's been hurting. It's been hurting. I work in the morning. Especially because they've been piling up. It's some, I mean, we had to space yeah. them out before I was like, uh, three shots, four shots. Yeah. And I promise you guys will get your stickers soon. Um, <laughs> I just need to send them out. <laughs> it's all a ruse. We have no stickers. <laughs> no stickers, no shirts, no swag bags. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's I'll fake. send them out. <laughs> I'll send him out, I no, so Katie's boyfriend was our first Patreon, I think. Uh, yeah, he was. And I was like, can we wait to do a mini-sode or get him a t-shirt until we have other people? Right. He doesn't matter. He's still, I don't think he's gotten a sticker still. Um, 
Well, you gave me a stack of stickers and I put them in a drawer, so I don't know if he's <laughs> actually like, taken his. You're only allowed but, I mean, to have one. <laughs> yeah. One sticker. Just one. Just one. Uh, Swat his hand away. Away. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to get he us. hasn't had a shirt yet. Yeah, so. Well, still working on it. He doesn't get one of those until it's time. He's fine to If live. you want to get us a little drunker with some shots, though, or if you want to get some cool swag, which we do promise to send you. I did yeah, send them it. this week. Uh, so sorry about the delay, y'all. But they, they did go out. But be sure to sign up and be one of our true crime junkies. And yep. uh, yeah, we're actually going to have a mini-sode next week. So look for that, too. So mm-hmm. we slice open this case. Oh, yeah. So Jeffrey Dahmer was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, hence the PBR, on May 21st, 1960, to parents Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. Jeffrey's father, Lionel, was a chemist student at this time, and his mother was a teletypist. Uh, when Dahmer was six, they moved to Doylestown, Ohio, and his brother David was born there. The family lived near the woods, and Dahmer's father made good money as a chemist. Dahmer said himself in later interviews that he couldn't pinpoint anything in his childhood that led to his later behavior, uh, like abuse or a bad home life, but he did say his parents could be controlling. Um, As in, you know, they're like, stop biting that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I know, actually, now that you say that, there's no records of him being a biter as a kid. No, I don't think so, so... He didn't have the appetite yet. Yeah. (laughs) His whistle. Uh, So his parents have admitted that there was turmoil at the home. Lionel in particular seems to feel pretty guilty about Jeffrey's childhood. Um, He's been open about his and Joyce's shortcomings as parents. Um, And I've read in a couple of places that Jeffrey may have been molested as a child, but he says otherwise. His father's kind of flip-flopped on it, so I'm not sure if it's true or not, but if it is, it would have happened around the time he was eight years old. Hmm. Uh, when Joyce was pregnant with Jeffrey, she took 27 pills a day. Jesus. My God. To treat her anxiety, depression, and other mental illness. So she, uh, in an interview with uh, Jeffrey's dad, his dad said that you know she was having a hard time with things like mentally and physically. So the doctor prescribed her these pills. It's just... A sign of the times, basically. A name of that doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's dead. (laughs) She was also a germaphobe, and she did not like people touching Jeffrey or would let anyone hold him because she was afraid of illness, which I think part of this is also postpartum depression because she... I did read that after she gave birth to Jeffrey, like, she would go through times of not even, like, holding him. So, I mean, we know now that the first few months of, like, having a baby, it's really important to make sure that they're having a lot of personal connection, especially to, like, their mothers, hearing, talking, touch, all that stuff. So I'm sure that this had a little bit of effect on him, or maybe a bigger one. Hold your babies. Hold your baby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there would be times, too, where she would just be bedridden because she thought she was sick even though there was nothing wrong with her, and there was a few times that she was even suicidal. So she had some issues going on there mentally, and those may have passed on. When Jeffrey was just four years old, his interest in bones began. Uh, As Lionel started to sweep up a pile of bird bones, he said that Jeffrey went to the pile and started playing with them. (laughs) It's kind of weird. 
Um, at the time, Lionel didn't think anything about it, but he wrote later that that must have been the start of Dahmer's fascination with death. So you know the the sand dunes in Marina? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, we would, like, climb up there, and I remember finding, like, a bird skull. Are you saying <laughs> that you played with bones? <laughs> oh, I took it home, and I had it for the longest time. Is there um... something you should tell me? <laughs> Every time I've cooked for you, it hasn't been turkey. No, oh my god! Just kidding. No, but like, I feel like kids have that fascination with. I don't. I I get that. I mean, I did. It's also just part of the whole, um, you know, like Indiana Jones, like making a discovery. Yeah. So I mean, I I loved it, and you know, for legal reasons, I've never killed somebody (laughs) for legal reasons. But no, yeah. but for real, like, so, I mean, looking back, yeah, I could see, okay, that's the start, but I guess it, in the moment, I wouldn't have thought anything weird of it, especially since yeah. I'd like to play with them. <laughs> it may not have been the start of his obsession with death, I just yeah. think, it probably was just him being a boy, but he just kind of... <laughs> progressively took it to the next level yeah i didn't take it to the next level but i have no maybe plans to. maybe what we don't know is he actually built a little bird bone shrine at four years old a little altar with his dead birds on it <laughs> anyways so where was i so when jeffrey was 10 he asked his dad what would happen if they put the bones in bleach and i think this is because he was probably thinking like how could he keep the bones and like keep them clean And his dad was pretty excited about this because he thought, oh, my son's going to go down a scientific path like me. Because if you remember, his dad's a scientist. So he was pretty excited to see his son taking an interest in something, too, because he is also pretty, like, a quiet child around this time. So he showed him. And, uh, oh, did he show him how to preserve bones? (laughs) (laughs) The tools of his trade. All right, so... As a young child, Jeffrey was often ill. He had ear infections, which holla, um, ammonia, and he had to did wear... You say, I'm sorry, did you say holla to ear <laughs> infections because you get them a lot? I had them every day when I was a kid. So... Every day. Things are adding up, Katie. <laughs> things are adding up. ear infections. Up. That's why I'm, like, half deaf in one of my ears, playing with bones. I never had ammonia, though, so... <laughs> I think I'm safe. We're all safe. (laughs) Um, He had to wear lifts in his shoes. Also didn't have to do that. Um, So he had to wear lifts in his shoes until he was six because one of his legs was growing faster than the other. Every time I hear lifts, I think of that Seinfeld episode (laughs) where one of the midgets, he's like, you got lifts? (laughs) They get a big whole fight. Because, like, the midget's like a, what is he? um, Like a double. Yeah, he's a double actor. And he's like, the kid got taller. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) They're all ashamed of him. Oh, my gosh. So, um, Jeffrey developed a hernia in his groin when he was six. He had to have surgery to remove it. Ew. I know. It's so painful. Six years old? My gosh. I know. His parents noticed a difference after this procedure. Instead, he changed from a happy little boy to more withdrawn. And he also believed afterward, like, he freaked out afterwards and thought that Doctors had stolen his genitals after the surgery. You took um, my pee pee. <laughs> yeah, which I'm just like. You gotta remember, he's also six years old. So. Yeah, I mean, he just figures out what's happening. He probably um, saw, I don't know, maybe saw someone get cast, like not someone, <laughs> but something get castrated and assumed. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I his parents Kids point come to up this with as the, the darndest things. <laughs> his parents pointed to this as the moment, like that he changed. Uh, but I think this combined with like moving, the birth of his brother, his mom was bedridden, possible mental illness, um, you know, all those changes could have added to this, and not just the surgery. Um, also, they there's people who've said later on that maybe he was autistic and so that could have developed during this time and might you know cause for some of his social um his social being socially withdrawn and all of that so you know i don't think it was because he had a hernia <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. It. so uh, after the birth of david jeffrey uh which is his younger brother jeffrey was kind of forgotten uh his david younger brother Downer. received a lot of attention um, and while well, Jeffrey was expected to ca- take care of himself, and uh, Jeffrey actually named David Dahmer, so yeah, they let him I pick the name. Was... And yeah. I mean, I think Jeffrey was in high school when this happened, but when his parents divorced, his mom just kind of like took David and just left Jeffrey there. So yeah, he was a little bit of a favorite child, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's always one. <laughs> yep, I'm not it. <laughs> So, (laughs) since Jeffrey was left alone a lot, he would always wander in the woods by their house and he'd collect roadkill and kill bugs. You know, normal little boy things. Oh, Uh, I did that too. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I'm unplugging and I'm out. I didn't do that. That's creepy. That's disgusting. The roadkill part is what's gross. I did used to kill bugs a lot as a kid. Um... Alright, so, well... <laughs> I put salt on slugs all okay, the time. So, don't freak out. <laughs> so when I was a kid, um, for those of you who don't know, I lived... Did you when collect roadkill? I lived in Arizona. Oh no. my gosh. Um, and the toads in the summer would um, fry to the pavement because it was so fucking hot in Phoenix. And um, we would use the, the fried toads as like a hockey puck. No, no, no. <laughs> I I don't know what to say anymore. Um, but, you know, I wasn't, like, keeping it afterward. Um, oh I'm realizing some things about Are myself. you sure? <laughs> I didn't, like, add it to my collection of the bird skull. <laughs> the bird skull came later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So I love animals. I want everybody to know that right now. I have two cats and a dog. <laughs> so at 14, he realized for the first time that he was gay. And he had a hard time with that. Uh, even later in life, accepting the fact he's gay. I mean, he grew up in the Midwest in the 70s. It wasn't something that was totally out. And also his, his dad and his grandma uh, had a faith, too. So definitely not something he could talk about at all <laughs> growing up. And, I, and you know the fact he didn't have anyone to talk to about it it also just made him I think really like isolate himself a lot more too in a way and just having a problem socializing and you're just already feeling awkward about so many other things he was a pretty like withdrawn kid for the most part and he didn't really know how to express his sexuality, so he started masturbating, which, I mean, all boys do that, but he would think of cut-up fetal pigs while doing it, which I hope all boys don't do that. Same. Uh, he'd bring <laughs> violence into his sexual fantasies. He liked the power of thinking 
of something that couldn't say no or would want to do anything in return to him. Which we do see this later on, like, even though he was gay, he never wanted to be on the receiving end. Some would say he was a giver. <laughs> what a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> what a nice, what a nice guy. guy. He was a giver, <laughs> not a receiver. It was not about it. Um, his fascination grew, and he started to experiment with taxidermy. Uh, and by fascination growing, I mean, like, with the roadkill, you know. <laughs> uh, he wanted to see what was inside an animal. He was really obsessed with seeing what was inside. And I don't know if maybe that had to do with maybe having surgery at such a young age or just the curiosity. I mean, it's, it's kind of just... I mean, some people are just curious about the inside and they turn out to be doctors, but... Not everyone's a cannibalist, <laughs> but oh, can aspire to be greater things. Uh, but he yeah, was he different. Would, he was a little different, <laughs> just a little bit. He even remembers one time where he took home a fetal pig from school after a biology class so he could keep the bones. And then he one time found a beagle that had been hit by a car, and he took it home, cut it open. Or I don't actually think he took it home. I think he cut it open there just to see. And then he ended up sticking it up on a pole, like, just to get a kick out of neighbors, I guess. So, kind of see what they would say. He kept a lot... <laughs> just like, oh, that Look Jeffrey. At that. <laughs> the beagle on a pole. Just another day in Wisconsin. Or Ohio, actually, right? They're yeah, in they're Ohio, in Ohio at this time. Ohio. Uh, he kept the bodies of animals in a tool shed on his family's property. And he said he took pleasure in cutting them open and seeing how their bones fit together. It's so freaking weird to me, uh, listening in interviews later with his dad, his dad's like, well, we knew he was doing weird stuff, but we didn't think anything of it. And I'm like, seriously, your kid has like a shed full of dead roadkill and animals yeah. and you just I, think this is normal? I think that's just another sign that his parents really weren't around or paying attention to yeah. him. <laughs> and now they have to like they say were just something. Focus, I... I think, with themselves, you know? Yeah. His dad is a scientist, so his dad was probably a little off himself. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, unless his dad had like a matching shed, <laughs> you can't it'd be, be that one off, thing right? if if you walked into that shed and you saw all these like anatomy drawings or something like mm -hmm. Michelangelo cutting up things, but yeah. he wasn't doing that. He was sticking beagles on poles. So <laughs> I don't know. A different than science. <laughs> A little different. I only believe in science. <laughs> Is uh, Jeffrey, because he was a little, you know, quieter and a little an outsider, he was pretty shy and stuff. He would get picked on a lot by bullies, and they would call him Dumber, a play on Dahmer, because kids are so intelligent when it comes to this stuff. Very I, creative, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the names that I hear them... Actually... This was kind of a creative one. <laughs> there was this girl named Shannon, and she had a really big nose. And I remember kids would call her Toucan Shan. <laughs> oh my god! And I thought that's that's, that's kind of genius, though. <laughs> it really is. Like props to them, A plus. But that poor girl. <laughs> my uh, so my name's Tabitha, duh, <laughs> and it translates in the Bible to Dorcas. So when I was a kid and I was like in like the little church Awana's group, I remember they like read about Dorcas and they're like, Dorcas, your name is 
Dorcas. And they would just call me like, Dork, Dorky, Dorcas. And I'm like, man, the chain you had to go through to get to that point is pretty ridiculous. And this is the church. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. I remember I quit. I told my mom, I was like, I don't want to go back there anymore. They're mean. (laughs) They call me Dorcas. Call me Dorcas. (laughs) Yeah, dork. Yeah, it's weird. I love watching, like, 90s movies because they call... They'll be like, oh, you butt muncher, or you yeah. boinker, <laughs> you yeah. mouth breather. <laughs> There's some good ones. I was watching X-Files today, and the older brother called his little brother a butt crumb. And I was like, <laughs> ew, <laughs> I'd be offended. <laughs> uh, so before high school, like I said, he was picked on by bullies. So his dad got him to start weightlifting as a way to ward off bullies. And he actually got pretty buff, pretty strong before he started high school. Because, you know, I don't know if he's as strong as me, but <laughs> he's pretty strong. Um, in high school, Jeffrey was known uh, to his fellow classmates as the class clown. Probably because the dude was blasted every day. At 14 years old, he started drinking, and he would start with beer, like we're drinking now, and then he'd move into scotch or whiskey once he was already drunk from the beer. I like, he'd wear started drinking in... scotch late 20s. Like, I cannot imagine a 14-year-old kid. I mean, at least wait till you're 15. Like, mm, this nice Dalmore. <laughs> Just clean. Like, what? <laughs> well, I think in the 70s... Uh, was it legal to drink at 18 in the 70s? I'm not sure. I feel like Wisconsin... I feel like Wisconsin, they put it in your bottle. They're just like, <laughs> oh, we gotta grow these men proud and loud. Well, the, that PBR the in the border, bottle. <laughs> the border is, like, right there to... I keep saying Wisconsin. They're in Ohio. Yeah. But the I border this, to Canada I think it's is not far. Midwest in general is just... If you can... Uh, you start drinking you whiskey breathe, out of you your baby drink. bottle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so he'd start drinking at 14, and he would wear this green army jacket to class, and he would hide a little small bottle of scotch in the pocket, and he'd have one in his locker, and he'd drink in the middle of classes. And so a lot of his classmates started a group called the Dahmer Fan Club, and they this is because, so because Dahmer was... No. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> Can't find those fan club members anymore. But uh, they would get a kick out of a bunch of stunts that Dahmer would do. So he would pretend to fall on the floor like he was having a seizure. And he would, like, shake and shout and do some, like, <sighs> like, things like that. Um, and he would just... Yeah, he would, like, do it for, like, a long time. He'd pretend to be mentally ill. Um, He used to do it a lot in the library, and they thought it was so funny because the librarian would get all upset, and they said, oh, there's this one particular librarian that really just would get so frustrated. And I think what they thought was so funny is that none of the teachers would expect it to be Dahmer because he was such a shy kid, and he was so, like, quiet that they just didn't think that that can't be Dahmer making that noise or whatever. So he would do that a lot. And I think, you know, he probably started doing it just to get attention. And when he got a little fan club, he's like, oh, I have friends. And, like, they think I'm pretty cool. That's <laughs> what it's done. on the floor. <laughs> oh, God. oh, shit. Just dropped my beer a little bit. <laughs> no problem. I got a little too excited there. But, yeah, he would do crazy stuff like that because um, he's a weirdo. 
Yeah, so one of his classmates uh, in one of the interviews I was watching, he said that their favorite prank that he did one time was he jumped into a bunch of group pictures in the high school yearbook for a few of the different high school clubs. And the one, like, a bunch that he wasn't in. So one of them was the National Honor Society Club, which he, like, jumped in the group picture, took the picture, and it was, like, you know, sent to the yearbook. But they caught it, and they're like, Jeffrey Dahmer's not in the Honor Society. So someone ended up marking out his face, and that ended up going in the yearbook. And his classmate later said, like, oh, so funny. It was hilarious at the time, but now you look back, it's super creepy. And I'll actually post that image on our Instagram for you guys to see because it is kind of weird. It's like a bunch of students and there's just this black figure, like a dark blacked out figure in there. I would like, if I was on the yearbook committee, I would rather just leave the person in than like black them Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. But I mean, they're probably just like, he's not honorable. I know. At <laughs> first I thought maybe someone did it, you know, after Jeffrey Dahmer came out, but no, yeah. it, it went to print like that. So everyone's yearbook looks like that. So weird. Someone probably got upset or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Sick of his shit. They were not a fan club member. <laughs> they were not part of the fan club. Eventually students though got pretty tired of his pranks and they just kind of thought he was a weirdo and it's a little messed up, but some of them even said that they thought he was actually going to kill himself, like, after high school, which I'm just like, seriously? <laughs> I feel like today, if someone said that, like, oh, they'll probably kill themselves after high school, we'd be like, what the fuck? Let's get them help, but... Well, that's like, you know, when there's these school shooters, and they'll have their teacher later be like, I kind of felt like something was off like, with them, or I, I felt like they might be doing this. I'm like, why didn't you get this kid like mental health like, the 70s help. the 80s the 60s yeah. like bullying I mean, is still here, just yeah, a thing I mean, even like, even some parents changed even some parents encourage bullying you know yeah they're just like oh yeah make fun of them it toughens them up or whatever yeah uh however he did his manage... name rhymes with dumber <laughs> use that one son dumber yeah <laughs> dumber and dumber 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 he did, however, manage to get a prom date. He went to prom with 16-year-old Bridget Geiger. Miss Geiger said he was polite and courteous, but somewhat aloof. She said he asked her to be his date because her best friend dated Dahmer's best friend, I guess. I actually read in an article that I guess he went up to her and was just like, hey, I think his friend's name was Michael. I can't remember exactly, but he's like, Michael said you'd go to prom with me. Cool. And she's just like, uh, okay, sure. She said he was scared to death of girls. Um, he was so scared that she was going to kiss him. Because <laughs> he did not want that. During the prom, he actually left without telling her or anyone to go get a burger at McDonald's. <laughs> because he said he didn't have enough to eat for dinner. And they didn't let him back into the prom. And I guess he even brought like his burger wrappers to show, he said, as evidence in case no one believed him. Which I think is super <laughs> weird. <laughs> What the hell? I know. Just like a handful of trash. Yeah. He's in. like, he literally <laughs> said that. And then I guess she's like, I felt bad for him. And I'm just like, no, that's weird. You don't leave your date at the prom too. Like, at least invite her to go get McDonald's. Jeez. It's all just eating a burger. She's like, I wanted some McNuggets, you bitch. <laughs> I know. Oh uh, Bridget said she also went to a party later at Dahmer's house. I think it was like a month after prom. And apparently when she got there, it was supposed to be a party, 
but there was no music, no food, no drinks, which is so not Dahmer for the no drink part. And she said it was just like a total nerd party. And she said there was only seven people there total. total. And I guess Dahmer and one of his friends were like, oh, we should do a seance. And she said that Jeffrey supposedly, like, situated everyone and, like, had him sit down. He, like, turned off the lights. And he said he wanted to call the ghost or the spirit of a guy that used to live there in the house before him. And then some of the people at the party were like, oh, let's call the devil. And I guess Geiger even said that Dom was like, yes, let's call Lucifer. And it was like, at a, she was getting really freaked out about it. And she was like, it was weird. Like, Dahmer didn't give a crap that anyone was weird about this. And I guess a candle snapped. And she, like, was begging for them to turn the lights back on. But they didn't do it because they didn't care. Or Dahmer didn't care. So she, like, left. Was like, I'm done. Never going back there again. <laughs> I know. Super weird. Party. He was probably, so he probably won all the alcohol for himself. He probably drank it all, and that's why there's nothing left. <laughs> so, just like, I don't know where he's, like, getting this money from to buy alcohol. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was stealing it or something. Um, or, like, took it from his parents. That's true. Maybe, yeah. Oh. As he got older, his dark sexual fantasies got worse. Um, he began to fantasize about a jogger that went by their house every day. Jeffrey would watch him from outside. Like, he'd just be creeping in the bushes watching this guy. And then uh, later he would go back to his room and picture the jogger dead as he masturbated. So he never, like, pictured him killing the jogger. The jogger was just already dead. He was all cool. Uh, This escalated to Jeffrey wanting to actually kill the jogger. And one day he brought a bat with him. (laughs) So so he could beat him to death, like, you know, in public. So I know, I'm just just, like, what are you thinking? You're going to beat this guy on the path? I don't think he had this one planned out. (laughs) So he just was like, I keep seeing him dead, so let's make it happen. Uh, so he's just sitting there with his bat in the bushes, and that jogger was so fucking lucky, because we don't know why. He could have just, like, slept in that day, he could have hurt himself, he could have had an appointment, but he didn't go out for his run. And, like, this was a guy who was, like, religiously running at the same time in the same place every day. And this day he didn't. Uh, so Jeffrey's first potential murder victim survived <laughs> without ever knowing Jeffrey's plans for him. And I wonder now if that guy, like, I know. heard this story and was like, wait, I ran past that kid's house every single day. <laughs> was all that could have been me. Um, In my short shorts in the 70s. Yeah, short shorts. Junk swinging all over the place. And Jeffrey's just, like, in the bushes, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 For the last few months of Jeffrey's high school time in high school, he lived alone in the family home. His parents had issues in their marriage for years prior, like we talked about before. They were trying to work it out through counseling, but then Lionel found out that Joyce had had an affair back in September of 1977. They decided to call it quits, and Lionel moved out of the home. Uh, Jeffrey was living with his mother and uh, brother David for a short time, but then his mom left took his brother, moved to Wisconsin to be with family. And so Jeffrey was just left to finish school alone um, in the house. He didn't have money. Which I think is probably when he had the seance party. Yeah, I feel like that too, Elsie. His parents being down for that. <laughs> and <laughs> I think... You're not down yeah. with that? <laughs> and so I read that like they didn't have any like food in the house for him. He didn't have any money. He was 18 by this point, so they're just kind of like, you're on your own, dude. 
Um, so that's probably why there's no, there's no snacks. Uh, so, um, as like, you know, there's no excuse for Dahmer's behavior before the divorce, afterwards, whatever, but it's super fucked up that his parents just like left him there. Like, yeah, he was 18 years old. Technically, you're no, you're an adult and you're on your own, but he's still in high school. And they're just like, we don't care if you have a job or not. <laughs> We're just leaving. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but his dad didn't even move back into the home after Joyce and David left. Like, he just stayed at his own place. So He moved in later, but yeah. he definitely wasn't there for this time. His dad was living in a hotel, actually, at this time, which is so weird. Yeah, well, just move back into your house his with your dad, son. Be- like, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I guess they just assumed that he'd be okay. Yeah, so after Jeffrey graduated, which was in May of 1978, um, his dad did move back in. Uh, he His dad ended up remarrying later, moved back in. And listening to the interview, I saw a couple interviews with his dad, and his dad is like, you know, we did try. We knew he had an alcohol problem. We tried to motivate him. Um, he... I guess they, you know, they tried to send him off to college, but he was just getting wasted at college, completely wasted, and to the point where he ended up having to, I think he, like, passed out, like, in some places, and he got kicked out of college, so he had to move back, and then kind of escalated. So it's like, I feel like his dad, I don't know, like, I feel like his dad just didn't really know how to cope with Jeffrey's problems and his wife's problems that was going on, so he kind of just, like couldn't deal with it and tapped out which is not okay obviously he had a responsibility of being a father um he sounds pretty remorseful now but then I feel like when he met his new wife he kind of like his wife like motivated him to be like okay you need to like get Jeffrey sorted like Jeffrey has a lot of issues he's an alcoholic you know he's only 18 he was trying to give him direction stuff so it's just a shame that it happened and all this was escalating in high school. So he actually graduated high school in May of 1978 and just three weeks later Jeffrey committed his first murder. So in June of 1978 uh, he was driving and there was a hitchhiker. This guy's name was Stephen Hicks. He was a young guy and it's oddly enough Jeffrey later says that he always fantasized about picking up a hitchhiker and something going on there so this was like a perfect scenario for him and I guess Stephen Hicks was I can't remember if he was on his way to a concert or if he had just left a concert he's on his way to one he's on his way to his concert I guess Jeffrey Dahmer later said that what attracted to Stephen Hicks in particular was he had a low-cut shirt or his shirt was like open or something like that and he saw his chest and that was attractive <laughs> to him yummy, <laughs> <laughs> yummy. <laughs> uh so he picks him up and he kind of convinced him like hey you want to come over and like actually party a little bit before you go so he takes him back to his house and he they get drunk together he gets him pretty drunk and then i guess stephen hicks is like okay kind of ready to leave got to get going and Jeffrey Dahmer did not want him to leave so he hit him over the head with a barbell and he strangled him to death and I think he kind of you know it's like okay I just did that (laughs) and kind of was there laying I think he laid there next to him for a little bit and then he dismembered him in his shed 
and packed the body parts up into like plastic bags and he buried them in like the yard behind his parents house but then he just felt really uneasy about it like no this isn't good actually like someone could find this so he later went back and crushed up the bones with a sledgehammer and then he scattered them like in the backwoods that was behind his parents house so he (laughs) took care of that the sledgehammer I've been working on the rail (laughs) but yeah that's his first victim Um, pretty like this escalated so quickly I mean he's 18 years old he's already killed someone and it's for you know sexual reasons and stuff like that it's uh pretty escalated and I mean like Jeffrey Dahmer didn't go through some like some of the other serial killers we will talk about and we have talked about they have these oh my dad beat me growing up you know I I I was um raped a bunch of times or they you know witness rape and stuff like that but in Jeffrey's case his parents were just absent and he was someone who needed I think you know a little extra care and just that's one thing too we'll talk about in the next episode is he really honestly the the thing he wanted the most from his victims was to cuddle he like how I said he didn't want to receive he wanted to give he just really wanted to do what he wanted to do sexually and then he just wanted to lay there with them and lay next to them and it's just this he's like missing that touch or that extra emotion and physicalness that he didn't get from his family it sounds like yeah so um obviously he was upset that steven wanted to leave and i think you know his his parents had just left him (laughs) so yeah uh, he's being left left and right his group of friends his fan club left him (laughs) (laughs) man after your fame dies no um what you didn't mention is that when um he had steven in you know dismembered in his car Dahmer actually got pulled over on his way to disposing the body um and the pieces were in yeah, the trunk so I was actually trying to remember if that was him yeah. or his next victim yeah no it was Stephen Hicks so he was in um the, the bags were just in the back seat of his car and a cop pulled him over for drunk driving um you know Dahmer was always fucking drunk and but You're he was right. able to pass the sobriety test and so the officer was just like what are you doing up and he was like oh I'm just getting rid of some garbage and uh, my parents just divorced and I couldn't sleep and so the cop let him go <laughs> then Gosh. yeah that's gonna be a common theme I can't wait to talk about that in part two yeah actually. and so the cop said later that he noticed that there was like a gross smell coming from the bag so he was just like oh they must really just have some gross garbage like you know some, some bad meat <laughs> Like, uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, I, several times you see these serial killers get away with it after there's a, you know, body or dismembered body or whatever, and they get pulled over and they still get away with it. Yeah, they didn't even know that this guy, Stephen Hicks, was murdered until, until Jeffrey Dahmer is caught and he confessed it. He said, well, actually, I killed this person back then, and they went back to his parents' house and dug around in that forest area back there, yeah. and that's where they found, like, his jawbone and stuff yes. like that. Uh, Stephen Hicks was very different from the rest of Dahmer's later victims. Like, he was from a nice, like, wealthier family, um, and he was white, 
And so his family yeah. was act- was like looking for him actively and, you know, that never knew what happened to him until after Dahmer was caught. So Ugh. So the creepy guy in your class that <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> that make- that's having fake seizures. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> that is Jeffrey Dahmer's childhood, I guess. Mm-hmm. Figured we'd break it up that way. Um, the next episode is not for the faint of heart yeah. <laughs> or the weak stomach. Um, so we'll let you enjoy your Thanksgiving meal tonight. And then, you know, next week, you better drink something strong, which we will have a stronger drink for you next week. Yeah. So <laughs> we won't be drinking PBR. We'll drink something stronger. Um, eat way beforehand or after at some Or don't point. eat. You may not yeah. want to eat. <laughs> Get yourself a big old steak. No. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know about you though, Katie. You're... <laughs> I have some questions. Get yourself. But some thank bird you guys. Bird bone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we hope you are having a very good feast with your family yes. tonight. Uh, a COVID safe uh, feast. Fit for Dahmer. <laughs> Fit for Dahmer. <laughs> Turkey. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Crimes and Cocktails and at our Patreon at again Crimes and Cocktails. Yeah. And it's easy to find us. I'm Tab. <laughs> and that's that's it, folks. <laughs> Have a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.